Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sense, Sex, and Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Amy, aka the 3S Educator. And I'm so thankful for you to be listening right now. It means so much to me. I'm so fired up about this podcast and ready to get into all these juicy topics with you guys. Hopefully, we have ongoing conversations about sexuality, sensuality, and spirituality, and how it can enhance our lives and make everything better, juicier, helps us grow in areas that have nothing to do with sex in our lives. And thank you so much for being here. I have a lot of juicy topics to get into, and I'm just so excited to talk about this in this space because I've had a hard time trying to decide what space to navigate in since I just felt that, you know, the quick... 10 second social media content, all of that really wasn't for me. And I've been having a really hard time navigating in that field, being present because, um, I really don't enjoy social media like that. And I know there's a lot of other people that are like that. I'm kind of more of a Renaissance girl. You know, I still write in my journal. I'm obsessed with, you know, what kind of pens write the best. I, you know, I love, just anything old school, you know, uh, I just recently discovered some of my old CDs that I used to make when I was in high school and in early college. And it just felt so good just to remind myself of that time where, you know, you had to call a friend on the phone to, and you weren't sure if they were going to be home or not. You, you don't know if they read your text message. You don't know if they ever got your message, if they got your voicemail, you know, it was, everything was a mystery. Uh, as well as like you just had to pull up on people to see if they were home, to see if they were busy, to see if they could, you know, kick it with you. And I'm just stuck in that time and I never want to leave, to be honest. And being starting this podcast is giving me a little bit of that. So I'm just so excited to be here with this microphone and learning new things. So I hope you're excited too. I hope that we can learn something from each other and keep these conversations going on and offline. Um, So yeah, once again, my name is Amy. If you don't know me, uh, I have been a sexuality educator for about eight years now, and it has been so rewarding and in, in so many ways and has helped me really understand the world uh, around me and my relationships. Most importantly, what sex ed has done for me truly has been to learn how not to judge people, how not to judge people. It's such a skill to have. And I'm so thankful that I went down this sex education uh, route because You know, sex exposes so much of who we are, what we like, what we don't like. It all has to do with our sensuality, our sexuality, our spirituality. It's all really mixed in. And once you really learn yourself and start to understand how, you know, once you like something and now you don't like it or vice versa, and you keep discovering that you're ever-changing and you've had to 
forgive yourself for certain mistakes, become better, work on yourself, have times in your life where, you know, you're out in the public and you're shining and, you know, you feel like a star in your own life. And there's times where you have to go behind the curtain and grow and take time to do some inner work to discover once again, who you're becoming in that certain period of your life. It's just such a skill to have not to judge other people because if you know that you're experiencing these things, then you definitely know that others are. And that's what sex education has taught me. So, you know, uh, really quickly, a little bit about me. I'm 33 years old. I was born in 88. I'm a Gemini. Y'all should know that. (laughs) And I'm a mother of three. You know, I've been in a successful relationship for 10 years now. And by successful, I mean that uh, me and my lover, my twin flame, have really managed to communicate through the ups and downs and grow and challenge each other and have honest conversations and keep a level of respect that I've never seen in relationships also just a level of integrity. You know, we move with the same principles and values in mind. And for me, that's a successful relationship. Uh, you know, we agree on a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of the important stuff and we're raising our children the way we want to raise them. And so, so far, you know, that's a successful relationship to me. And there's so many more goals to reach, but I really do feel comfortable speaking about, you know, sex, sense, and spirit, because I've really been through it all. I've, you know, learned the information professionally, but I've been living my life as a sensual person, as someone who's sensitive to sounds, to touches, to taste, to, you know, smells, to all of it. And I, that's how I plan to live my life. I'm a very passionate woman. You should know that. Uh, I love to dance. I love anything, like I said before, to do with renaissance, you know, all the old school ways of, you know, getting to know people, of courting, of building relationships. Uh, This is where I thrive. These are the things that excite me so much. And this is how I really came up with Sense, Sex, and Spirit. Well, actually, how I came up with Sense, Sex, and Spirit is a really, really good story, right? So, Here I am, I graduated college and I moved to Harlem, New York, right? So I'm working at a shoe store. It's pretty cool work. You know, I have, have, you know, some cool people I was working with at the time. And I really became close with a supervisor of mine. She was so funny, so theatrical. uh, And yeah, we really hit it off. Anyway, she ended up leaving the job and shortly after she called me with an opportunity for another job. She told me that she was working at a museum on Fifth Ave, but this happened to be the only sex museum in New York City called Museum of Sex (laughs) on Fifth Ave, one of the most popular streets of New York. And I was immediately interested She told me that I would be a sales associate selling sex toys in front of the store. And at first I was like, wait, hold up, hold up. You know, if you have ever been to New York, 
If you've ever been to Times Square, sometimes you're walking down the street, it can get a little seedy. You know, you see places that really look like you shouldn't go in it. You know, it's a dungeon. You know, there's dirty magazines. You know, they probably haven't wiped the place down since the 70s. That's that's what it feels like, at least, right? So I'm thinking, okay, is it that type of place? Um, she reassured me that it wasn't. And uh, to my surprise, it really wasn't. It's you know, I don't know if any of you have ever been, uh, but it's, yeah, it's a store, it's a storefront in the front and then upstairs it's a museum. And so in this storefront, there's all types of things, books, DVDs, cards, dice, dildos, anal plugs, lube. I mean, anything that can facilitate a sexual experience, it's there. And, I had so much fun working there. Uh, I met a lot of cool people. I really started to realize quickly that everyone, everyone has sex. Everyone is interested having in having sex. Even if they're not having sex, they're still having sensual experiences that may lead to sexual experience or that may not. However, This is a part of people's lives that people are interested in, that people want to get better at, that people study at, that people continuously seek information in, just like finances, just like, you know, your, your style evolves and you want to learn how to dress better or, you know, any part of your life, you know, you want to be a better cook or you want to be a better parent, a better, you know, friend, anytime there's something that we care about in our life. We investigated and I was meeting people from all walks of life at this museum, working this storefront. Okay. Selling dildos, selling butt plugs. I was, uh, meeting, uh, people who were handicapped, uh, from different parts of the world who barely spoke any English, but ended up at the museum of sex for fun. And yet we were still able to communicate. Uh, you know, I was still able to service them. They were still able to communicate their needs and what they were looking for. And I found that so interesting. Um, there was a particular conversation I had with a customer, Uh, she was mid forties, beautiful, beautiful, tall, uh, white woman, uh, just naturally beautiful. And she just really had a great energy about her. And, you know, she was like, you know, I'm just browsing. I didn't really come in here for anything. I just wanted to see what you guys had. And so she started to talk to me about her relationship with her lover that she'd been with for a long time. And she described him as, you know, a tall masculine, you know, very protective man that, you know, and a, and a really good lovemaker. That's the thing. I used to get all the juicy stories. Okay. I really miss, you know, cause I'm a little nosy. <laughs> so I really miss working there because the stories I used to hear, ah, uh, they were the best. And to see people's faces while they're telling their stories, it doesn't get any better, truly. Uh, but yeah, she just, uh, started to really just talk to me about her relationship and where they where they were at, and I was just like, "Wow, this is like really beautiful." I've never, I've never heard an adult talk about a lover this way. I've only ever heard it on TV. I've read it, you know, 
but I've actually never seen a woman's face light up. She looked like she was just in heaven thinking about him. It was really sexy and she was just gorgeous. And I could just tell like he was probably a look or two if he had her on his arm. And I was just like, wow, I love that. And I love that, you know, in in these places, sometimes you might judge and think that people are coming in here and, you know, they're super freaky. They're super nasty. They're not regular people at all, but really it's, regular people, just like you and I, average people, or really, you know, people who might be a, a bit strange in our eye, in, in certain people's eyes, you know, it's, it's hard to tell what's normal for real. Um, I don't even think normal is a thing, but, uh, I just realized quickly that everyone is concerned with their sex life. Everyone is curious. Everyone has questions. And that intrigued me so, so, so much because, I was like, okay, this is like, I feel like bloop, bloop. I just went up a level. I just, I'm developing this. I'm, I'm starting to understand people on a, on a different level. Uh, but where sense, sex and spirit really, really truly came from was from this tough conversation I had with a friend. She came to see me uh, while I was in New York and she explained to me that she had, uh, she recently had a sexual experience with someone and she wasn't enjoying herself and couldn't bring herself to say no. She couldn't bring herself to stop what was going on. And I was like, I've been there before. I've been there before. I've been there too many times than that it's like, you don't want it to happen to you. You know, you hear it and you're like, okay, wait, this has happened to me. This has happened to me more than once. What is this? How is it that really the people that I respect, people who are doing well in their careers, who are sound individuals, who are living life and glowing up and have all these things going for them and really know how to be assertive in other spaces and places in their life. Yet when it comes to sexual relations, right. Or sexual negotiations, it's hard to say no, or it's even hard to say yes when you want to. Cause I've been there before too. And that really bothered me because once she told me that I started hearing more stories like that from friends and from people, uh, coming into the museum that, you know, they were just having a hard time expressing their, their wants, expressing their needs and how to get someone to do this and how to tell someone. And I was just like, wait, wait, hold up. Everybody, it seems like everyone is having sex, but no one's truly having the sex that they want to have. Uh, or no one really understands what kind of sex other people, the people that they're having sex with, they don't know what kind of sex they want to have. And I really thought I'm, I'm sitting up here rambling in my brain. Like, what is the disconnection? Because truly when you, when you're stuck in a situation, not stuck, but that's how you feel, right? When you're in a situation that's awkward and you feel like, oh my God, if I say something, I'm going, I'm going to mess up the mood. I'm going to, you know, you're so worried about what the other person is thinking that, you don't speak up for yourself. 
that you don't advocate for yourself and you end up not getting what you want. Um, so it's hard to say no. Why is it so hard to say no? And, uh, I, for me, the awkwardness that, that the silence, the conversation that might happen after saying no in, in a, in a situation that's already uncomfortable, that's already a little weird, that's already, that, that might not be going well, whether it's sexual or not has been something really difficult for me to navigate in my life. And I'm based on all the conversations on social media, based on what these people were telling me while I was working at museum of sex, that just let me know that, okay, there's a big problem. There's like a huge gap, whole bunch of people having sex and a whole bunch of people not having the sex that they want. What the hell is going on? And since sex and spirit was born from that truly, I mean, from two really, uh, important conversations and me working at the museum of sex, trying to understand why people aren't getting what they need from something that they do often. That's like you going to brush your teeth or you taking a bath every day, possibly twice a day. And you're like, Oh, I really don't like this soap, but you keep using it. Uh, I really don't like this loofah, but you keep using it. The toothbrush is too hard or too soft, but you keep using it. The toothpaste is abrasive or it's, it's, it's too minty, but you keep using it. What's going on? So Sense, Sex and Spirit is here to help us navigate, to help us understand what we want, what we need, how to communicate it, and really truly how to live a life that's vibrant, that's sensual, and that's full of the intimacy that we truly, truly, truly desire. And I'm so thankful for those conversations and that job. Uh, I'm so thankful to that supervisor um, that brought me in because that was such an important time in my life. And it really just kicked all of this off. And I've been doing it ever since. And I honestly love it. I love it. And I hope that in my experiences and some of the topics that we discover in Sex, Sense, Spirit podcast, damn, Sense, Sex, and Spirit podcast, that, you know, you apply some of this to your own life and, and possibly teach the people in your life, teach your lover, teach your friends, teach your children, um, teach the people that you love to be positive, to, to have a positive outlook on sex, but to really think about what they want. Okay, think about what you want and know that it is possible to have because it absolutely is. It absolutely is possible for you to have everything you want. I think it comes with being honest with yourself, not settling when something isn't working out. Uh, you know, calling a thing a thing when you see it and honoring your feelings and going with your gut, going with your intuition and trusting that. Uh, I think that that's such a valuable thing in life in general. And this is a spiritual part of sense, sex, and spirit of our sex life, of our sensual life is navigating it with our heart and our intuition. Uh, not so much about what we see on TV and all of that, because those are the things that get us mixed up, right? Other people's stories, what we see on TV, because it for sure had me mixed up. Okay. Let me tell you, when I was growing up, before I decided to have sex, I thought that sex was going to be 
like a R&B video. Okay. I thought it was going to be like an R&B video. I thought that it was going to be like, I thought that, <laughs> I really thought that sex was going to be like a J smooth video. Please someone out there, please tell me that you've seen a J smooth video. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, basically it was this guy making videos on the internet, like dancing to the first video I saw, he was dancing to T-Pain. Uh, I think I'm in love with a stripper or something like, no, say it. T-Pain say it. Ooh, that is such a good one. He was dancing to T-Pain say it. And it was two guys dancing with one girl and they were like dancing in a house, like in a living room next to a kitchen. But it was a lot of like real sensual dancing, a lot of grinding, a lot of just like, he was, he was doing a lot. Okay. Uh, he was, he was doing some, he had some Chris Brown moves and I really thought, that this is how people have sex, that, you know, boys know how to have sex like this. And when I decide to have sex, this is, this is how it's going to look. These are the moves. These, this is the sensuality. There's going to be music playing, all of that. And it wasn't like that at all. And the reason why it wasn't like that is because one, no one ever had conversations about sex with me. I didn't have it at home. Everybody knows the sex ed you get in school is crappy, okay? It's all about prevention. It's all about abstinence. It's all to scare you. But when you discover and when you start to hear stories from other friends about, you know, uh, how sex can, how sex is good or how they had a good time or you have feelings for someone and you have those, those feelings, okay? You're like, wait, but these feelings feel good though. You know what I mean? So what you're learning is meant to, make you feel scared and make you choose not to have sex for however long yet the feelings you're feeling towards somebody you know what it feels like to kiss to hug to hold hands to brush your body up against someone as a young person in your adult age we all know like it feels really good and so once again another disconnection and yeah I thought I thought that that's that's what I really had. There was just, and I was being raised Catholic y'all. So, you know, there was just a lot of shame around sex. I had two very serious, you know, uh, very serious, very humble Dominican parents. And so, uh, yeah, conversations about sex weren't happening. So where was I getting these messages about sex? I was getting it from, uh, you know, BT, BT after dark. 106 in park okay I was getting it from uh teenage girls who were writing about their fantasies about b2k b2k okay that, like I was getting it from the r&b music and the rap music I was listening to I remember the first time walking down my street right not it wasn't the first time I was walking down my street but it was the first time I uh, me and my sister really discovered like the, like the strip club music or like, like twerking music. I don't know. This was, oof, y'all, this was a long time ago. Okay. I was probably like 12, uh, 10, I don't know, but it was a, a cassette tape on, on my street and my street was a pretty clean street. You know, it was a really nice street to grow up on. So, you know, things don't, you know, things weren't really in the street. So, Hey, whatever. I picked it up and I was like, boom, I put it in my cassette player because I just love music. And I'm just always interested in what kind of music is out there and what goodness I might be missing on. Right. So I put it in. Oh my God. 
the song that played. If someone knows this song, <laughs> please let me know what it is. I'm going to try to sing it. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, look at them girls. They got them coochie cutters, coochie cutters. Look at them girls. They got them coochie cutters on. <laughs> Oh my God. And me and my sister were like, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, it was like through all these, like, you know, basically through media and through other friends that I was like understanding what sex was versus what I was hearing in school versus what I was not hearing at home, which is the further, the thing that I heard at home was don't get pregnant. That's the, that's, that's, that was the sex talk. That was the beginning and the end of the sex talk. Right. So that was all really confusing and I really thought sex was going to be like that, but it wasn't. Um, my first time definitely wasn't like that. And I was just so disappointed. And now as an, uh, a grown woman, I would have really, now that I know that I want, because I've written it down because I've really thought about it because I haven't, I, I, I'm not ashamed to explore my desires. Um, even if I'm just writing about them. I really understand now what it is that I truly, truly want, um, from my life, um, and from my sensual sexual life. And it's, it's deeply personal. And the only way you can discover that is if you treat your sex life, like you treat any other part of your life right? As an adult, we have to pay bills. So we have to learn how to budget. We have to make money. We have to work. And and when we work, we have to learn, you know, the politics at work and it just keeps getting deeper. It's like an onion. And so the, the same as, you know, if you want to become a better parent, if you want to become a better business partner, if you want to become a better employee, you know, all the things that you want to achieve in life, you should be, uh, you should be focusing on your sex life with the same seriousness, with the same passion, with the same focus and concentration because it absolutely deserves it. And most of us didn't get proper sex education and we're still confused about some of the things that we see in social media and some of the stories that we hear from our friends and from our family. And if you are not aware of where you stand with your own, with your sexuality and how you view everyone else when it comes to sexuality, then you're going to find it hard to say no when you want to and say yes when you want to. And we don't want to be that. We want to get everything that we desire. Okay. 2022 and beyond. And I'm here to help you. I'm here to facilitate that. I, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help myself, uh, (laughs) get all the things that I desire. And so like, it's crazy because sex education enriches so much of our lives. Um, and honestly, had I known, uh, about body positivity and, that I had, I known that I was a a more sensual person that you can be a sensual person without being sexual yet, or with, you know, with withholding from sexual experiences, but you could still be a very sensual person as a young person. I honestly think that I wouldn't have lost my virginity. So, you know, at the time that I lost, at the time that I lost it, I think that I've definitely would have waited and I would have had a better idea of what kind of lover um, uh, I wanted and what kind of lover I was. Um, so really quick, I have some notes and I wanted to like 
just read what, how sex, how the proper sex education, how sex education can help you and can help those around you, how it can enrich your life. Right. Um, so, uh, a positive, comprehensive sex education at any age can, uh, it can help you avoid negative health consequences like STIs and diseases. It can help people communicate about their sexuality and sexual health in a way that makes them feel comfortable and empowered. Uh, it can help you understand healthy and unhealthy relationships, help you understand red flags and teach you how to come up out of unhealthy relationships or unhealthy situations and experiences. Um, it can help you understand value and uh, other people's autonomy over their bodies. Uh, it can help you respect the rights of others um, and other and body. What am I trying to say? Um, yeah, respect others' rights to bodily autonomy. Very important. Show dignity and respect for all people, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. Protects academic excess, success. Success. And maybe access. But protects academic success. I thought that was really interesting because if you've ever had a risky sexual experience or if you've ever dealt with who you were in that sexual space, then it can for sure like for sure throw you off in school throw off your grades because you're thinking you're in your head, you're worried about your personal life. And so you can't concentrate. And it's just so amazing how having the proper sex education and really understanding who you are, what you desire, what you want from other people and how to get it in a safe and, um, you know, and in a safe way can help with your success in and out of sexual or sensual experiences in different areas of your life. I think that's brilliant. Um, it helps other take a, others take accountability and responsibility, not only sexually, but verbally, physically, spiritually, financially, and emotionally. It lessens the chances for sexual violence to occur. Uh, positive sex education uh, for younger generations so that they navigate better than we've ever, uh, than we ever could. And more open dialogue about difficult topics concerning health and pleasure. Uh, these are some of the things that, uh, and you can find this list online, uh, but this is what sex education offers. This is what educating yourself on you and what you like and what you don't like and how you want to navigate this world as a sexual, sensual person. Uh, it can really help. And, uh, this is what sex ed has done for me, truly. It really has made me come into myself, made me less judgmental about people. And when I am being judgmental, I always pull back and kind of try to see the deeper layers of the onion. And I just love that, okay? It's the growth for me. I love that. Um, anyway, before I close out, before we end this marvelous uh, first episode. I'm so excited uh, once again <laughs> to be here to be doing this. But there's this book that I read a while ago that's called uh, Am I the Last Virgin? Virgin. Am I the Last Virgin? The uh, 10 African American Reflections on Sex and Love. 
Um, it's by Tara Roberts. And Tara, in the first story, so this is, she said 10 stories, so it's 10 stories, reflections um, from African-American women and their relation and their experiences, uh, um, their experiences with sex and with partners and all of that. Anyway, Tara is the first story, and she explains how her mother raised her to be uh, you know, this very empowered, sens- sensual, sexual person. Like she didn't hide the truth from her. She put the power in her hands. She uh, respected her autonomy. She respected her independence and really gave uh, Tara the tools to help navigate her life as a young person, especially when it comes to sexual experiences that she might encounter. Uh, this first story is amazing because I related to it so, 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 so much. Oh my gosh. I really wish I could read this whole, uh, thing to you. Maybe, maybe I will. If you guys, if you guys want, I have the book in front of me, but it was one particular part, uh, towards the end of what she wrote that really stuck out to me. And, um, yeah, I found it fascinating. So I'm going to read it to you. Can I read it to you? Okay, here I go. I admit I felt lonely at times, but I'm waiting for someone who will be patient and who will uphold my image of self and sexuality. I dream of gentleness, of walking through the city with my lover and having him point out a single flower that has pushed its way through the cracks of the cement sidewalk. Or my lover and me standing naked in front of the window and imagining ourselves flying past the skyscrapers and smog to the openness above. I want to explore, touch, and discover my body, his body, and all the wonders of lovemaking. I blame the lack of participation in the act and understanding, partly on youth. How can you know the intricate wonders of lovemaking if you're still trying to mentally ground yourself and grow up emotionally? Ooh, so, so good. I know a lot more about myself now. And because of my decision, sex translates to empowerment. I find I'm finally in a caring relationship where tender tenderness is the norm. I'm looking forward to further exploring the sexual part of myself. I look forward to the day when my boyfriend who is unafraid of being free, who wants to share and enjoy life and revel in the simplicity of touching and whose view of female sexuality is not limited to his own pleasure takes my hand and we escape to the limitless limitless boundaries of our imaginations Ooh, so damn good miss roberts um yeah you know because her mom spoke to her clearly about sex and told her that her experiences were in her hands you know that she had to decide who she wanted to be and how she wanted to navigate and um tara was able really to develop uh you know uh, uh, a sense of empowerment when it came to her sexuality, which I feel like I didn't have growing up. And I feel like a lot of people didn't have growing up. And so this is how we decide what we want by taking our sex life seriously, by taking sex education seriously, by really understanding that it's just as important as attending to our finances, attending to our house, achieving the goals 
uh, that we want to achieve, becoming a better parent, becoming a better friend, becoming a better uh, lover, your sense of sex, sexuality, sensuality, spirituality, your understanding of where those three pillars stand in your life will really transform how you view things and how things come to manifest in your life. It'll really give you a positive outlook and you'll find that you're having more experiences that you want to have and that you're saying yes when you want to say yes and no when you want to say no, allowing yourself to be confused, allowing yourself to be in the middle of awkwardness and being able to still t- stand on your 10 toes and realize that, you know what, it's all good. Even though this moment is awkward, I'm proud of the decision that I've made. Boom. I think that that's success. I think that that's freedom. And yeah, I'm so happy that, you know, this concludes, this concludes the first episode of Sense, Sex, and Spirit, truly. Um, I, I feel like I want to keep going, but um, I'm going to leave it here. So I hope you learned something from this first episode. Um, and I hope you come back to join me uh, for the next episode. And we'll dive deeper into what Sense, Sex, and Spirit is. And thank you so much for being here with me. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>